0: Welcome to Wrestling With Heart, a podcast looking at pro wrestlers giving back to their community. Join me, Stanley Carr, as I interview wrestling's hottest names who use their platforms as entertainers to raise awareness and do community service. Welcome to another edition of Wrestling With Heart. This is the show where we talk with professional wrestlers about their career in and out of the ring, talk about their careers as wrestlers, as well as the acts of community service and charity work that they do and with me today I have a very special guest he is a former Missouri heavyweight champion a uh hall of famer actually with me here and uh he's had a heck of a career in the ring and out of the ring uh, yes it is my pleasure to welcome to the show uh Dennis McCaus is that right
1: that is that is correct. Thanks for having me. Appreciate
0: You're welcome. It. Let's talk about uh, your childhood. Where did you grow up, Dennis?
1: Um, I was born and raised about 30 miles south of St. Louis. Uh, so kind of in uh, the heart of the NWA territory, wrestling at the chase. Uh, grew up, you know, hearing Larry Matisick on Sunday mornings and watching Bruiser Brody and Harley Race and uh, people like that.
0: That was a heck of a time. I mean, the territories all around the country, wherever you grew up, you knew you had to tune into wrestling. I mean, that was a must-see event. I mean, it's it's always been a part of pop culture, but that truly was where it started in the, you know, the 60s, 70s, and even into the 80s, you know. Oh, definitely. It, it laid the foundation of so
1: much of the, the, the fantastic time period.
0: Yeah, I mean it's certainly, it, it. Certainly, it uh, certainly was definitely one of the the high points of the business. And so, when did you mm-hmm. when did you know that this was something you wanted to do?
1: Um, like I said I had always been a fan growing up in this area. Wrestling was very big. Uh, Pat O'Connor, the former NWA World Champion, uh, was a close friend of the family. Uh, I grew up around Pat as a as a child, was a fan. Um but honestly, um it was in nineteen eighty three. I was eleven years old. Uh and my dad took me to see the first live event that I had ever seen. And uh the main event that night was Ric Flair versus Bruiser Brody for the NWA world title. And it was a two out of three falls in St. Louis And I had always loved wrestling, but after seeing my hero, Bruiser Brody, live, seeing that, I knew at that age that someday I wanted to be inside that ring. And uh, really, so from about the age of 11 on, uh, it was one of my goals in life.
0: Yeah, Bruiser Brody seemed like a very charitable guy, you know, always loved talking to the youth, the kids. and. Definitely
1: Mm -hmm. seemed like a a caring individual. Yeah, uh, Brody, you know, that's he did a lot of um, media related stuff here in St. Louis. He worked with a lot of local businesses, you know, and Herb Simmons can tell you Herb and uh, Frank went way back, Uh, a lot of uh, appearances, different things with youth groups, uh, reaching out to the public because, you know, I think Brody was one. Uh, that really understood in the same way, you know, in later years as I got to know Harley Race, who became one of my very best friends that I've ever had in my life. Um, seeing how Harley interacted with the fans, interacted with the community, the places that we would do shows at, and just his, just overall, how much he gave back uh, to the people that, putting him where he was. And that was you know, coming to town, Harley and his wife would stay with my me and my wife, or we would go to their lake house and stay. And there just wasn't any time that we couldn't, you know, you'd go to dinner, no matter where you're at, somebody would come up, you know, and they would, they would interrupt you want a picture with Harley race, you know, tell a story about Harley race. And I asked him one time, I said, uh, does that ever bother you? You know? And he says, it will bother me when they stop. He Mm -hmm. said, because if it wasn't for the fans, it wasn't for our communities that I would not have had the life that I've had. And so, you know, working for Harley, I learned not just a lot about wrestling, uh, but I learned a lot about.
0: um... He was and look at, and look at the career that he ended up having. I mean, the first King of the ring, multi-time world Mm -hmm. champion. I mean, you couldn't learn from two, Iconic uh legends of the business there
1: mm-hmm. absolutely
0: and so you you started training eventually started training to become a wrestler. was the training process easy for you rigorous what was it like for you um back in
1: the you know i I hate to sound like i give away my age a little bit when I say back in the day uh I had just gotten out of the Marine Corps I'd served four years in the in the United States Marines. Uh, I was a Desert Storm veteran, combat veteran. Oh, wow. Veteran. Uh, and uh, so I got out, moved back to the St. Louis area. And that's when the training started. Um, this kind of a quick story. We had uh, my father who was still alive at the time. And my brother, we were actually going downtown St. Louis to see a Cardinal game. And we drove by a location that host wrestling events. And I said, you know, pro wrestling here this weekend or whatever. And, Say, man, I haven't been to the show a show since I've been in the military. I said, let's go to that.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, uh, so we went, and as a, as a, I'm sitting in the crowd that Saturday night, um, in 1994, and I guess it was the last time I've ever sat in a crowd as a fan. Um, I was watching, and I said, I can do this. And uh, my dad was like, "You're crazy." That's when. Maybe I am, but I said, you know, I can do this. And I saw one of the wrestlers, a guy by the name of Dump Truck Dave Perry, uh, going into a, the bar area of this club, and asked him, "Say, you know, how how do I start? How how do I get to do this?" Tell me where to come to on that Monday night, and uh, I was there, and and the training started. Um, back in the early '90s, uh, the pro wrestling business was a lot different than it is today. Um, it was a lot tougher uh, to get into, uh, to sure. be accepted into um, into the business. It was still a very closed society, uh, a really tight fraternity, I guess you'd call it. And not everybody was accepted in. And I mean, you had to have the right look. You had to have the right person personality and you had to have the ability and when I started training uh, and I trained with some some of the very best uh, that were in St. Louis in fact uh, looking back every guy that trained me has since been inducted into the Independent Hall of Fame as well so you know I I, I, I was fortunate every guy that I had been trained by uh, ended up having great careers themselves or had already had great careers but I can tell you in that time period, when you broke into the business for the first several months, they just beat the crap out of you. That that was really the, I, I don't know how else to say it, but they, I mean, they really, they put it to you and to see if you're going to come back to see if you had what it took to continue to want to come back and do this. And like I said, I just got out of the Marine Corps. I was young. Uh, kind of full of fire and I, I can remember leaving there and, and being mad because I was like, man, one of these weeks, you know, I, I'm going to drop the hammer on one of these guys because I, I'm, not, I'm tired of getting my butt kicked every week in here. And so this went on really for several months. And I remember I walked in one night and they looked at me and they said, okay, now we're going to teach you to work. And I was like, what are you talking about? What what we, what have we been doing for months? You know, I'm here several nights a week. What do you mean? And it was that night they started to show me how to be a wrestler. And I was like, oh, man, now I'm in on the secret, huh? Now, <laughs> you know, now you've pulled the curtain back a little bit and allowed me in. And that's really where the training started, you know. Uh, yeah. And being a, a, being a former football player, being a, a – an infantry Marine, um, physically, you know, I thought I can handle this, anything you throw at me and I can tell you, training to be a professional wrestler, I've never been so sore. I've never hurt so much or been so tired.
0: Mm. You know, you brought up the Marines a while ago, uh, being a part of that desert mm-hmm. storm, um, you know, cycle of events that took place. I mean, mm-hmm. That's, that's just a grueling lifestyle. I mean, both being a wrestler and the Marines, did you find any similarities? Do you feel like the, 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 uh, environment was kind of similar at times?
1: It, it, it was, um, because it's just like I was saying, you know, like just as the wrestling industry was different at that time, society was different. The military was different. Uh, there was still, you know, during that era of the Marine Corps, there was still a lot of um, hazing, as they call it now, mm-hmm. uh, initiations into, you know, just proving that you're tough enough to be there. And and uh, so there there was some similarities, and a lot of what I drew from in the Marine Corps for self-discipline and toughness, being able to stick it out, and with that kind of that attitude that you that you'll never be able to make me quit no matter what you do to me. Right. You know, you're you're you're, you're never going to make me stop. So there was many things that I took from the Marine Corps that no doubt helped me. Uh and and actually the first gimmick uh that I did uh when I got into the business was a character called the drill instructor. And that my whole first part of my career um that's what I wrestled as. And it was a name that was given to me by one of the guys training. Me. Wow. It's you kind know, of like, man, the look, you got, just got out of the Marine Corps. And, and um, you know, and so, you know, that, that was what I kind of carried that persona, that Marine persona into the ring. And that's what the character was for so many years. And, it, you know, had great success with it and got to go and do a lot of things, uh, as the drill instructor. And, um, So, yeah, there was definitely a lot of similarities, a lot of things that I carried forward from my experience in the military into the ring.
0: That's just unbelievable that you have had that experience at such a young age and then taking that to wrestling and having a gimmick that, you know, how appropriate is it that you were able to do something? They They say like some of the best gimmicks in wrestling are you, the person dialed up to 11. So that's just amazing how you were able to kind of combine
1: the two it it, and, and that is such a true statement you know um whether it was the drill instructor uh in that era or you know the character that I've been for many years now of Attila Khan um it really is kind of that inner person of who you are and then you just turn the volume all the way up like you're, you're going to blow the speakers out with it right I mean that's that's who that character is and, and those are the best characters because when you try to portray a gimmick um, that isn't you you know not only do you not believe it the fans are never going to believe it right you know uh, so when it when it is you you know like with the drill instructor you know I knew how to walk like a Marine. I knew how to talk like a Marine. I knew how to act like a Marine, you know, I knew how to carry myself and it was believable. Uh, I, I started wrestling. I'd only been on the Marine Corps about 60 days, you know? So you bet it was believable. I I was still more Marine than I was a civilian. Right. You know? And, and, uh, so it, it it really, um, I was fortunate to have that experience. I was, fortunate to have the ability to parlay that into that character and uh, set me on my road to my my career with wrestling.
0: So you got into the business, you served in the Marine Corps and you came up with this unbelievable character as the drill instructor. Who were some of the people that you enjoyed working with throughout your years as a wrestler?
1: Um I tell you what, I, I have been so fortunate um, Throughout all the years, you know, right off the top of my head, um, probably my favorite opponent, uh, and still to this day is my favorite opponent, uh, is Haku. Um I could I couldn't even count how many times we have wrestled each other through the years. Uh Cowboy Bob Orton um started I I had the opportunity, I'd only been in the business probably about a year or so, the first time I got to work with Bob Orton. Um Bob Orton's one of the best that has ever laced up a pair of boots. Oh, no doubt. Um no he's doubt. Phenom- he absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Bob's another one. I, I, I couldn't even put a number on how many times I've had the chance to work with him. Um he's one of my favorites. Um The Barbarian, Great in the Ring. Uh Abdullah the Butcher.
0: Ooh. Um Oh, wow. It was,
1: was a lot of fun. What yeah, it was, was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Tommy dreamer, uh, another one of my favorite matches. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry law, Jerry Lawler would be another one. Um, the king. fantastic to work with the King. And I mean, the, the guy for, you know, he gives me at 50, he makes me feel like a kid, you know, cause that guy's, you know, he's, he's got some years on me and, uh, just oh, yeah. phenomenal just just phenomenal in the ring so i mean you know that that is you know some of the names you know that everybody knows uh but i i would really feel you know that i there's some guys here in the st louis area in the midwest that i've wrestled and worked with numerous times the human wrecking ball pete madden gary the night train jackson um pete madden was one uh you always wanted to work with him. You wanted to show up to Billy You know that you were working with Pete. Uh, you never wanted to follow Pete uh, because you knew no matter what you did, it was never going to be better than what he did that night. And he could be out there with a broomstick, and he was still going to have the best matches of the night. Gary, Gary Jackson, there. Gary and I have been wrestling, facing each other since probably 1994, and, and you're not going to find – Anybody probably more talented than Gary Jackson. Well,
0: who came up with the name Attila Khan?
1: Uh, it, it, it was a uh, kind of a joint effort uh, between myself, uh, Herb Simmons, and Larry Matisek. Um I had stepped away from the business for a while, um, really to get surgically repaired in a lot of places. And my, my body was pretty beat up and uh my my daughters had been born after my career had ended as the drill instructor and, and they had always heard about their dad the wrestler and they, they found a bunch of the magazines with pictures and videos and different stuff and they became involved and uh so i kind of wanted to start to get back into business and actually before attila ever existed i had talked to herb about so maybe I come back, I'll, I'll manage, right? I'll, I'll be a manager. And they're like, ah, I, I don't know. I think there's more to it than that. And I said, ah, I don't know. And then so I'd actually went through a reconstructive shoulder surgery and had a bunch of pins and screws and stuff put, put in. And once I healed up from that, I actually started feeling pretty good. Sure. And so I got a hold of Larry and Herb, and I said, I, I think I'm ready to get back in the ring. And they said, I said, but I don't move like the drill instructor anymore. And I don't look like the drill instructor anymore. And uh, so what are we going to do? And I said, man, I just want to be the biggest, nastiest, meanest heel that we got. I just want to be a monster. I want to have no redeeming qualities. I just want to be mean. And i like, okay, we like it. Uh, so I'd actually, I, I called Abdullah the Butcher and i said hey abby this is the idea that i got uh hey he's like hey here's where you get the boots here's how you get the pants you know do this do that take the fork the whole bit and i said okay and so we start talking about the name Attila you know what, what do we want and so literally was sitting around trying to think of some of the meanest people in the history of the world right and we, we had kicked around uh like something like Vlad from Vlad the Impaler, you know, all these just uh, Barabbas who is, you know, uh, uh, from the Bible, you know, is, you know, the guy that was, you know, that they gave the choice of either Jesus or Barabbas and, you know, he's about as bad as you're going to get, right? Yeah. And so we kept kicking around. And then I was like, man, Genghis Khan, Attila the Hun, I was like, Man, those are two pretty bad dudes.
0: Oh yeah, no and, doubt.
1: And I was like, what if I took Attila and Khan and you know, from Genghis Khan Attila the Hunt and made Attila Khan? Yeah. Khan. And there so I go. called Larry and her I called Larry and Herb and I said, Hey, I think I've come up with the name. And they said, What is it? And I said, At- Attila Khan. And they're like, That's it. It fits. We <laughs> love it. And uh uh Attila was born and uh you know so when we first debuted the character I was like hey look I said put me on early um I I gotta make sure my body's gonna be able to handle doing this and I want to make sure the crowd's gonna respond right man they, they may look at this and go oh my god what who is this guy and they didn't it it was over from the first night Uh, that we were out there um and and something that's been very special about being Attila one to be honest I've enjoyed I've enjoyed this character more than the first part of my career first part of the career there's a lot of stress because you're chasing a goal you're trying to make it you're trying to get to the next level uh when Attila came around Attila did it because he loved wrestling right you know that's that's why I came back and uh just wanna so I've enjoyed being a Attila um a, a tremendous amount. And it's uh had a lot of fun with the character uh through the years and you know there's there's still some gas in the tank for Attila, you know, still do some do some pretty good stuff and uh, but it's uh it's it's been a lot of fun being this uh this monster.
0: You definitely deserve all the accolades and the achievements that you've accomplished during Thank your you. career. Uh, so, where can people find you, Dennis, on what you're doing uh, as far as wrestling goes and any appearances? Sure. Um, so, Attila
1: Khan. If you if you go to Facebook, the uh, Attila Khan, A T T I L A K H A N, on Twitter, uh, Attila Khan. You can you can find find me there as well. And uh, you'll know it's me because there's a big bloody guy with white eyes, you know, staring back at you. Well, I, I sure appreciate it, and just thank you so much. It's it's an honor to um, to, be, to be able to do this, to get out and, and talk about a business um, that I love so much, that has meant so much, and also uh, it's humbling, you know, that that people want to hear what we do, and and the effort and work that you know, this because what you do isn't easy, you know it's a lot of work. And um, I, I appreciate that that you take the time um, to tell our stories. And yeah. uh, so thank you very much.
0: Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep on doing the show as long as we can. If
1: there's anything I can do, if anybody that you know that you'd like to get in touch with or whatever, I can try to help you. Um, you anyway know I can. So I sure appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you. So, thank you again. Thanks again. All right. Take All right, care. Bye. This is Wrestling With Heart. I hope you found this podcast to be informative and entertaining. If you did, please hit the subscribe button and look out for the next edition.